You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much, as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 979 ESPN Radio continues right now, brought to you by our friends at Birch Orthodontics. I know you saw the picture, Ira, I tweeted at you today. Uh, it is odd. I know people hear us say it all the time, but I wanted there to be proof in the pudding. It seems like every other time we do Seminole Headlines, one of us mentions that we were just at Birch Orthodontics. So I took the picture this morning, bright and early as the sun was coming up, nice, crisp, cool air. There's the sign. It's like a portrait. <laughs> yeah, the pri- you have the privilege. I can't wait till uh, everything opens back up again when we get the vaccine. And I'm I, my kids all have their braces off already. I'm just gonna start going and hanging so out in the waiting room. You like, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. By the way, I got the chance to talk to Doctor Birch and and Doctor Birch, and we won't get into uh, all of the comments she made in that conversation because she had some some comments to to make and some maybe things. off the chair. Yeah, but she was great. But I want to say this, uh, Dr. Birch is ride and die. She said that. She used that yeah. term today uh, <laughs> for Florida State. But but the thing is, as we were talking about it, she said, I'm just so sad. I just feel sadness. I feel sadness for him. I feel sadness for these players. I know the fans are angry, but I feel sad for them too. And I, I, didn't want to hug, I wanted to hug her. I wanted to say, let's just hold each other. And and kind of and kind of feel the sadness and hope to lift each other in this difficult time. We didn't do that. It would have been inappropriate. She's happily married. I'm happily married. <laughs> I don't want people to get the wrong idea. But sometimes you just need to uplift each other. But we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I didn't you feel just need to make each other feel good. Just to, to try to help. Just, yeah. just a good squeeze, you know. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Feel better. I, I uh, did. Uh, I did appreciate the response to your tweet. One guy, uh, Amstaff yeah. Noel. Said that uh, the sign, because the sign reads, uh, 
Heather K. Birch, DMD, MS, like her, you know, titles, whatever, medical degrees. And then he, he added OG. OG. Yeah. She's, she's the OG. <laughs> yeah. And our ride or die orthodontist. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, virtualorthodontics.com is the website. Get the information on a, you can get a refer, you know, check out, you know, they'll do the, um, exam, you know, check everything out and set up a payment plan. It's a great operation. And we might have some more big news come next week. I'm not going to, we don't need to say too much about it, Corey, but there might be some other good news. Well, and the good news on the horizon that you're referencing is one that I am really encouraged by a, because, uh, we know these individuals, uh, possibly that we're talking about here that, that, that may be coming on. And then also the location mm. is a much better location for yours. Truly much better. Uh, the old location. Great. If you're a student, I'm not, haven't been in a well over 20 years. This yeah, new that's location enough. Still talking right. Corey, 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 you should give us an hour number two for it next week. No, I that's think. not happening. I don't give an hour number two anymore. I think that's where this program went wrong. <laughs> Is I started just throwing out hour number twos. Well, for actually, you haven't had cause points. to in quite some time. I think the hour number two is what will dangle as a carrot. If Florida State wins eight games next year in football, Corey will exult with an hour number two. And he'll do it both in hour one and hour two. If they just play eight games next year. Well, they're going to play eight well, games. But hey, who knows? Who knows anymore, Jeff? I don't <laughs> trust anything anymore. Corey, they're going to play eight games. Well, let's hope. It's going to happen. Michael writes, this is my first time writing, so I'll try not to do a Seymour, which means this will be edited. Having said that, the Clemson fan base has raided Seminole social media. They remind me of the boys that just discovered that there's something down there, albeit small and puny. So, you sausage makers, which fan base makes you want to keep driving when you see them stuck on the side of the road? Clemson, Miami, Florida, the Fairweather bandwagon Seminole fans, the schools that beat us for the first time and proceed to mock the war chant or chop or spit on the logo. Finally, someone do a, a night raid of Venable's office. I'm sure you'll find PEDs there. The chemistry of you three, <laughs> unmatched. Keep it up. Thanks, Michael. Well, I'll always say Miami to answer your question. I've really never paid attention to Clemson fans. They've been largely irrelevant my entire life. Uh, until these last five years, they have never really mattered. So I don't really think about them. Miami would be my answer. Uh, you too? I think Florida would be the predominant answer, though, right? If you're Probably. following Florida State fans. when you went to school, yeah. I don't think the, the Clemson thing will blow over. It, it, you know, they're taking their lead from their head coach who just acted a buffoon. But what are you going to do? It was nice to see that Bronco uh, – yeah. Bronco could also be mad about the situation and not call the university a bunch of cowards. Right. So that was that was good to see there was an adult that handled that like an adult. Yeah, the weird thing about Clemson is until this this episode, we I really don't think yeah. I don't think there was any beef between FSU fans and Clemson fans. None. And, None. And you know, even like after the beatdown in 2013, like I thought there was going to be trouble because they always their people all go on the field after every game. Everybody rips them for storming the field. They're not storming the field. They just let people go on the field after every home game. But I was worried late in that game that, man, you got a bunch of FSU fans who are really fired up right now, and these Clemson fans out there are probably not real thrilled. May, might have a situation, but they were great in that. Like, they were fine with FSU fans celebrating on their field after they got their ass kicked. So I, this is weird. Like, so I've never had that animosity. I don't think most people have for Clemson. Um, so I, I would say personally say Miami since I maybe attended one of the other schools in this conversation. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, like this, this, this could change things for Clemson. I, I don't know if it's just going to go back to normal, Corey. It, yeah, because Dabo's say, and Dabo's going to keep taking shots. Like I don't think he's done taking shots. No, that's who he is. Yeah, no, it's all right. I mean, Wuhan Dabo started the thing, and and I have to admit, if Wuhan moves on, we're probably not going to have as big a problem. But in the interim, as long as Wuhan Dabo's there and talking his smack, remaining ignorant as he is. That's what's going to happen. And, you know, he's perfect for the state of South Carolina. It's it's very fitting that he is there in the state of South Carolina. Uh, Willie writes, well, fellas, I hauled the wife and kids five hours for the game. And, well, you know, fear not, all was not lost. I supported several of those who support your program. Grubbed at Gordo's, picked up registered sausage on my way out of town. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Willie. Good job. And that's a bummer too. That uh, well, that is awesome. Thanks, but that that's a bummer that for the people that did come to the game, to be told again the day of the game it's not being played. My dad was one of them. Really? My dad was not. My, no. Neither was mine. Yeah, neither my dad. My dad could make dad's, the game, but no, my dad because of their deaths. My dad did make the game. <laughs> he was eligible to make the game. He drove here. He a was lot eligible. He was yeah. Game, uh, and then was told there would be no game. So we watched other games together. Father yeah, and son. but he yeah, but he had a place to stay that was free. He had a son that he could hang out with, grandkids he could see. These people that come to the game specifically and then get told there isn't one the day of um, is uh, yeah, I can understand the frustration there. That's a toughie, no doubt. Yeah, the thing that irritates me, I was going to say something else about this whole situation and the crap FSU's gotten over it is first of all the first week was not their fault. Like Clemson is the one that brought a player who would end up testing positive on their plane. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Florida State. Dramatic earlier in the week. Wuhan knew it. So Florida State didn't do anything wrong in that situation. This past week, they had some cases. They had some contact tracing. They told Virginia ahead of time, hey, this could be dicey. We don't know, but they couldn't get the results in time. Virginia had to get on their plane because of the stupid ACC policy that has – people testing on the day that of travel. Yeah. And so this is, you know, again, I don't know what they did wrong. And it's not like they're, you know, the, the idiot Eric McLaughlin or whatever his name is from Clemson, who who's on the ACC network, former player that uh, maybe it's just McLean. I don't know how he pronounced his name, but he tweeted like, this is unacceptable two weeks in a row that FSU's done this. They're not trying to tell people the game's canceled after they travel. Yeah, First what would be all, the point of that? Just to yeah. piss off Bronco Mendenhall? What is what do they got against him? Exactly. And Virginia knew it all along. It's just that's when they got the results of all the contact tracing. And so it's just that that part's annoying. Like you can make fun of Florida State for a lot of reasons. They deserve it. But this is not one of them. And it's just it's irritating. It's uh not surprising. Again, uh, if you, but if like, you, there's no reason, like what would be the reason for doing it? There is no, they, the only not, person, the only people, that, the only you, people that lost real, the people that lost the most money was Florida state. Yes, of course. You're using sound logic. Yes, that's correct. Uh, but you're talking about a former Clemson player. You're talking about people from the state of South Carolina. What can you do? You're just, yeah, exactly. What can you do? What can, what can, you, can you do? But plenty of FSU fans are rolling Florida State too. I guess just everybody's mad at everything. They're, so they're dumbasses gonna... too. Then I mean, <laughs> good day, gents. Thank you for keeping us informed during the abyss. Hopefully, the team will be able to play at least one more home game this year. 
holding out hope that basketball will be able to have a full season. I'm thankful that you all keep the Knoll Nation entertained every week. Let's try to keep our spirits high for what may come next. Who is your hall pass? Go Knowles. Oh, who do we get a hall pass for? Oh, uh... Well, for me, it's Selma Hayek. The only, the only, it's been the your only... hall pass for twenty four years, be, probably. Until she's dead. Yeah, she, the only she's got some Raquel Welch in her. <laughs> the only, uh, in some Botox, probably. Yeah. The only, uh, the only late, like the only fe- like female star that my wife has kind of always been okay with me having a thing for is Gwen Stefani. And I know Corey's not a fan, whatever, but that's the one. Like even when we see her today, and she's, you know, she's, you know. Eight but things um, out for Gwen these days. But, I have but, to let it go. Hey, but if she's if she could be with Blake Shelton, uh, you know, you know eh. just saying there's a chance. I, I, I would know, say I don't know that I've I've established a yeah, I don't know about Gwen. Come on, man. Come yeah, on, man. man. It's Ira, not it's not nineteen ninety six. Ira, just pick Holly Berry and move on. It's or what Holly. Yeah. Holly or Holly. Yeah, either but, one. I said Holly. <laughs> no, you said Holly. It doesn't matter. Holly. But uh I you know I don't I don't really I don't think I have one. You're also Corey, not married, Corey. Yeah, I guess you don't need one if you're. Well, I mean, I you know I, I three and a half year relationship. I feel like yeah, that. Yeah, but I bet you're probably frivolous with your vows to a to a girlfriend. I don't I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, true. I don't, yeah. Actually, yeah. There's there, Stephanie has a friend that I'm going to try to get a hall pass. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I like that kind of honesty. I no, like that. Kind that of was a joke. It was a joke. Um, all right, here we go. Walter, yeah, do hall passes have to be celebrities? No, they could yeah. be like the neighbor. <laughs> Man, nobody's yeah. giving anybody a hall pass for a neighbor. What about a nanny or unless a maid? Your, unless your neighbor is Derek Jeter or something. Too many fetishes here when I say, what about a nanny or a maid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a fr- maybe a French maid. What let's, about a cheerleader? Let's move the hell on. What if what if you got a hall pass for a Catholic schoolgirl? I don't know. I'd be like, what are we doing? Wait, wait, what are we doing? Come on, read a question. <laughs> Move on. Or seminal headlines in a moment. Oh my gosh. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, here we go. Walter writes, Hola, compadres. This team must be rebuilt, starting with defense and special teams. We need a Ron Simmons-type run stopper, a Derek Brooks-like linebacker, and a LaMarcus Joyner-esque safety. Our punter needs to learn about the coffin corner, and we need an automatic place kicker. Yes, we are in 1980, and we can win close games with the defense. 7-5 and five is your friend for at least two more years. Get ready for the 2023 return to glory. All right. Like a good I, recipe. I, like the, I like the positivity. I, seven and five would be nice. That would be uh, if you had two straight seven and five years, you'd be feeling pretty good about things. I think Doug writes the whole team played with more confidence when Jordan Travis was in good health. Just reiterates how important quarterback play is going forward, especially with the Altmeyer flip. What kind of quarterback should we target in the transfer portal? Any chance for Brady White? Love the show. That's from Doug. Yeah, I don't. The whole Brady White thing. I know everybody keeps bringing him up. I think there's a policy about transferring twice. Um, uh, so in initial eligibility, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that he was eligible to transfer again. Cause he did, he did this once already followed yeah. Norvell to Memphis. So I, I'm not sure that's even an option. I, it's something but I can ask about. If he was going to do it, why wouldn't he have done it this past year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think there was an issue with it in the past, but regardless of that, 
Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if you got a grad transfer. The problem is going to be this is going to be the challenge for Mike Norvell navigating that situation. If you bring in a grad transfer, you may see one of those kids bounce. That's okay. Uh, yeah. And and if bounce. and if if you're fine with it, you're fine with it. Yeah, but I am. but but you know that's going to be an issue. I'm willing to take that chance. Uh, Alfred writes after years of being frustrated with the ACC, eventually coming to the conclusion that we should have actually joined the SEC when we had the chance. I also have to admit to realizing that part of how the ACC treats FSU might come from having to deal with FSU's leadership for years. Can't make for smooth business when you're dealing with people who act like rednecks that won the lottery. (laughs) Taking a shot. That sounded like a shot. Well, it's okay. I don't mind him taking shots. Leadership has been shaky. Leadership's been shaky. Yeah, Yeah, I I didn't like anything the ACC. The ACC still has not addressed anything that Dabo did, and I just that irks me and angers me. No, it's ridiculous. Um, It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. It's I mean, like like Corey said last week, if you criticize officiating, you get a fine. If you criticize scheduling, you might get a fine. But you can do. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But as far as the like FSU's leadership and the the you know that's going to be. The number one storyline of this next year is, you know, John Thrasher's retiring could be could have a new president within a couple few months. Um, uh, I was about to ask Ira, let's get specific here because I know you really are on that beat and do a great job with it. Um, what have you learned about the timelines for a president? Because that, of course, informs who the next athletic director is going to be as well. Whoever the next president is will decide that. What, what are we looking at in terms of a timeline realistically? Uh, I mean, I think they're really trying to have a new president by, say, March, February or March. I was hoping you were going to say next week. Okay. Well, well, the problem is there's a couple of things. There's COVID going on, um, but they have hired the search firm. Uh, President Thrasher for this graduation in December, but I don't think he's going to go. Every plan is that he won't be there for the next graduation in May. Uh, So I think it's going to be somewhere in that February or March range. And then at that point, uh, you know, the 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 process of determining who the next athletic director is going to be. There's a lot of people who are excited about the idea of perhaps Michael Alford, who's now running Seminole boosters, maybe coming over. He has been an athletic director before central Michigan. He was also the number two guy at Oklahoma and has been at Alabama and other places as well. So that's a possibility, but a new president could have a different viewpoint and might want somebody else. And at that point, as long as they're all in line, yeah, that's going to be that really yeah. is going to be significant for FSU because man, it's been about 15 years or more since Florida State has had a president, AD, football coach, all going in the same direction. Yep. So yep. that that would be uh, a good development. Chris writes, "Happy holidays, fellas. There are plenty of excuses." <clears throat> hey, uh, you're okay over no, there, buddy? No, no, no mute button, buddy. Darn it, man! I thought I hit the mute button. Incorrect. My fault. It down, but it didn't. It didn't taste. It was so throaty and like confident. I was like, "That's that's a bold move." Well, that was one of those where you you know you're cl- it's going to be cleared out for a good while. That's what I was trying to do there. Um, it didn't. I guess we all heard it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to cuss for this hour, so maybe he could go and edit that part. Sounds right, good. We'll see. Chris writes, "Happy holidays, fellas." There are plenty of excuses available for this unmitigated disaster of a season. However, I think that if we could go back in time and tell our preseason selves, we would go two and six with one good half of football this year. Our on-field product would look so bad without Travis that our bell cow recruit would bail. Liberty would look better versus NC State than we did. And average ACC teams would walk the dog on us every week. We were 
told all that in the preseason, I don't think the excuses would matter. Big Picture says Mike Norvell, fa Mike Norvell failed spectacularly in year zero, and the only thing we have is blind hope that he cannot suck so bad moving forward. Is this, like, is this accurate or do excuses matter? I love you guys. I liked how you read, you read that with em em emphasis. He well, sucks so bad. I think I think it's written with emphasis. I think no, it is angry clearly. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was an accurate portrayal. I right. just like that. You know, like, I, had, I had an acting teacher in college, that, and we had to read poetry, and he screamed at me the first time I ever read poetry because he said I was not getting the intent of the poet. Uh, oh no! When I was reading it, so then I decided. I said, "Okay, so I need to read it first, internalize it, understand it, and read it as if I were speaking." And he said, "That's right. That's the way poetry is meant to be read." Maybe we could write a poem about this 2020 FSU football season, Corey, like a limerick. And I'll yeah. read it. And I'll read it the way that you guys meant it. <laughs> there you go. I'll get it out there for I, you. That I mean, that's the, we talked about that last hour, though. That topic. I mean, uh, people aren't going to give this him a pass for the season. Whether maybe intellectually you could you could reason that. I just don't think people are going to. And 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 the reality is he has failed. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not the the excuses factor into it, but. He clearly has – there had to have been a better approach than whatever the hell they've done. I mean, uh, I had to I have would been. Agree, I would agree with that. They could, yeah. have done, they could have handled this better. But it does not – obviously, it does not mean that in a real season he can't, right. he can't get this thing going. But in right. this – if he's faced with another pandemic in a few years, batting down the hatches because roses are red, violets <laughs> are blue, Florida State sucks. What are you going to do? There it is. It's there not is. bad, right? Just that's off not, the dome. That's not terrible. All right. It's uh, a little cliche, but it's it's yes. That's hey, uh, I, I couldn't think of anything else that was blue. Uh, David writes, "I'm following the ACC network on Twitter. It's amazing how much they drool over Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, sort of like Ira over the sausage. Hey now, over <laughs> under whether we play is another game. I, is this somebody I know?" Uh, it's David. Uh, over under whether we play our last if we played our last game of the year. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that watching some of the Clemson slobber fest recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If F if the ACC network had existed when FSU was good, would it be this over the top? You can bet our fan base would say that's negative, sir. No, that would not be. What do you think, Corey? It's hard to prove it. Uh, I man, probably. I think so. I think so. Florida State. I think in 2013 it would have been like ESPN was airing Jameis's press conferences at noon on like just. I think a, a well until yeah. the Jameis stuff happened at the end of the year. I think they would have been all in on the Florida State train uh, yeah. for the first eight or nine games of that season. We'll always be left to wonder. Seminole headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, keep it going here. Brett, by the way, but we didn't answer that last question. Do we think there's going to be another game played? No. Oh. Uh, well, maybe yes. Maybe yes. Hey, so have you heard the, the speculation that they have to find a way to play another game in order to get their money, their vested IMG money? Well, I, yeah, I mean that's there's definitely aspects to that. There, there's a whole lot of sponsorship deals that are tied to yeah, playing a certain number of games. Play. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean they want they want to play the twelfth. Um, I think the, this whole thing with the Duke game getting canceled. You know, the release didn't say it was canceled due to COVID. I don't think that Florida State said we can't play this Saturday because I know I talked to people over the weekend who thought that 
if things worked out that they would be able to play. But I think the ACC said, look, we, we can't lose another game because you guys aren't sure. And then if you get a positive test on Friday, right. you're wiped out again. Miami has to play this weekend. We need Miami to play because they've got a big game coming up against North Carolina next week, and they need to get ready for that because we want Miami to be in as good – getting as high a bowl as possible right. for, the, for the bowl revenue. So, so the ACC, I think, asked FSU to accommodate them. In exchange for that, FSU has to get something, and I think it's going to be a game on December 12th. You just hope, as Corey alluded to earlier, that it's not Clemson. I mean, you just don't want to practice. Not that anybody's ducking Clemson, so to speak, especially after everything that's been said, but you would hate to practice for a month just to have to play that game. So, you know, one theory is possibly Wake Forest uh, because Notre Dame was supposed to play Wake Forest next weekend. Wake Forest is coming off of a COVID issue of their own. Uh, if, if they, if they, Clemson wants that weekend off to get ready for the championship game. You could give Notre Dame off and you could have Florida State play Wake Forest. The only question is who, where does that game played? Cause Wake Forest was supposed to have a home game that, that weekend. Florida State's trying to get a home game. Uh, so that's, that's what I think they're trying to figure out. Hopefully we'll hear something soon, but I, I do think they want to play on December 12th. Could Florida State play Eckerd college? Could we play an NAIA school? Good somebody, question. Somebody you the, could beat. They, they were, uh, only supposed to play one non-conference. You already did that. Plus, any a lot of those other teams probably have already packed it up. Um, Why not just play Florida? I mean, yeah, you know, well, of course, let's, let's, that'd, that'd work out well. Let's explore some other options first. Florida we'll State covered tight ends. We might yeah. table that one, Corey, and uh, right, explore some okay, other I'm options. Just saying. Brett Wright, serious question: With the budget shortfall, should FSU cut all sports temporarily, other than football, basketball, and baseball? I know that softball, soccer, golf—they're all excelling. But at this point, does the Directors' Cup even matter? It doesn't. So he wants to cut all sports, not name football, basketball, baseball. And the thing is, it's such an absurd year, and they are so broke. You could almost entertain the idea of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they would have to keep a lot of women's sports because of Title IX. Uh, But yeah, but here, look, the reality is they are hemorrhaging. It's They knew it was going to be bad, and it's worse than they thought it was going to be. And that was before they just lost these last two games, which were you know two of the biggest games of the year. So um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a program, if you're a supporter of cross country, track, golf, tennis. I mean, a lot of those other sports, if you really want Florida State to have those sports, because what you're seeing some some nationally is when schools have threatened or said they're canceling a sport, people have stepped up and made donations to keep that sport afloat. You might want to look at if you really love those sports, swimming. So, for example, if you really like FSU swimming and diving, right, you may want to contribute significantly because nobody else even knows it exists. I mean, it's just that's <laughs> it's going to be a reality. I mean, they're they're. I'll be very surprised if they can get out of this without having cutting some sports. But it's going to have to be men's sports to start with because of Title IX. What men's sport would you cut? Well, swimming and diving. Yeah, you start with swimming. Yeah. Well, in tennis is obviously an option. For, um, and from a budget standpoint, I mean, I mean, I I like the track people, and they bring a lot to the school national you can't championships. Cut track, day. man. That's, no. dude, Cle- didn't Clemson cut track? Of course they did. Clemson they cut track. About, they don't care so you about. Can't. No, I, of course you can. Yeah. What I'm saying is that's not where I'm starting. I'm starting but I, swimming. Nobody. But cares. I'm saying, but from when you look at budget items, they have a bigger budget than those other sports. I mean, that's a big group of athletes, and they when they travel, you're taking a lot of dudes and a lot of females. The thing that on sucks the road. is they actually win national championships. Man, that that hurts. Take some program that costs too much and also never wins a damn thing. 
Start there. Yeah, uh, elementary education. <laughs> Corey, Corey still Corey wants to go after the librarians again. <laughs> making making mid six figures. I think that's rooted in something else, guys. That's that Corey's disdain for librarians. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on now. We can't make everybody in my life mad at this show. <laughs> I already got a text was, from the other thing I said. Yeah, because she heard she overheard me say it. That was too. Uh, that was, was too, yeah. Was she was she answering the question about whether you get a hall pass for? Uh, uh no, she was saying I heard that. That wasn't funny. All right. Uh, Wilson writes, "Hey guys, so are we looking at a decade of sucking? All things considered, and with hindsight being, wait for it, 2020. See what I did there? Was Norvell still a good hire? Is he in over his head?" Can we still blame COVID for this ass-sorry program? Bonus question for Ira. Favorite Rankin-based Christmas film? Who? What Christmas film? Rankin slash Bass. or oh. I don't know what that means. I don't, let me do some research here because I'm not sure who that is either. I mean, I do love... I wonder if that's who made uh, the Year Without Christmas Santa because I, I just tweeted that picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, uh, you guys talk while I uh, look that up. Wilson didn't ask my favorite Christmas film, but it's uh, fa Family Man. Uh, oh yeah, he is right. Yep, he's one hundred percent right. They made a lot of those classics. I didn't know that too. Hey, I tonight, didn't... tonight's the old school Rudolph. Oh, that's awesome. It's well, on tonight. It's dark. I love it. We were talking. It is pretty dark. One it's of really my dark. Yeah. one of my kids said the other day, like they brought up Rudolph, and they were like when, something about when Rudolph's mom dies, and we're like, Rudolph's mom died? Isn't that Bambi? Yeah, <laughs> it's some, some deer, somebody confused, yeah. some confusion in the house over the uh, children's hey, movies. Hey, so let's answer Wilson's question though. All things considered, with hindsight being twenty twenty, was Norvell still a good hire? Is he in over his head? Can we blame COVID for this ass sorry program? Uh, no, there's a lot of blame for this program. COVID is a part of it, but it's not the biggest part of it. There's a lot of blame to go around, and we don't know. It's incomplete, man. We, It's just – I think if this had happened in a regular season and they looked like this in his first year, I think you would have more people uh, – these th three people you're listening to included say, oh, man, this might have been a mistake. I think it's way too early because of – it's not an excuse. It's just the reality. It's way – James Franklin can coach, man. Yeah. He's proven he can coach. He won at Vanderbilt. He yeah. can coach. They just won He's, their first game of the season. They're one and five, man. Yeah. I mean, this is a weird season, and it is hard to judge. And then it's, you add into it the fact that when – in that ESPN article, which, you know, one of the things they said – somebody on Willie's staff said when they walked into that locker room at Florida State in 2018, it was the worst – Group attitudes and just the, yeah. the locker room was as toxic as anything they'd ever seen. And that was before they got their hands on it over right. the next two years. Yeah. So that's what Norvell inherited. So yeah, man, he's, he should get a huge mulligan. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you know, at, this, at the end of the day, you know, we'll have to, this next year will be important to evaluate what he does with it because you know, nothing good happened this 12 months. Stevens writes, remember when providing mist to fans in the Champions Club was our biggest issue? The Knowles are now 1-0 in my three trips to Tallahassee. I live in Nashville. <laughs> Hashtag on blocks we stay. On uh, blocks we stay. That's the, funny uh, that he 1-0 in three trips. The, uh, yeah. but, and, uh, back and, to, uh, and also back to Wilson's question. Yeah, I just looked up their movies. Yeah, they, they, they also did the Rankin-Bass, did the Red, uh, Rudolph 
the Red Nose Reindeer. They did all of them, and they did a bunch of them. But I'm going to go with the, the Year Without Santa Claus. That's what the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser is uh, the best singing scene in uh, Christmas Christmas music Christmas movie history. Uh, Brad writes, I have long thought that Texas had administrative slash booster slash infrastructure issues that were preventing them from ever being quote unquote back, regardless of their hires and their resources. I'm scared we are heading down that path. What say you three? I I think we're all scared that Florida State is headed down that path or has already head down that path and now has to find their way out. The good news is something we alluded to in the last segment, which is that they're in the midst of searching for and hiring a new president. And that begins the shift of leadership. And you have to hope they get it right, that that person has a vision, that they're able to sell that to whomever it is they hire as an athletic director, and then they all pull in the same direction. They haven't been pulling in the same direction for eons. So there's a chance to get it right here. Yeah, and the, and the good news for a place like Texas and Florida State is where you live. You know, it's easier to turn it around than it is Nebraska because it's, of the talent pool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to hope. I mean, you know, the reality is, it. I would say this about Mike Norvell, and from what I've seen, because these two questions uh, are aligned, worst case scenario, somebody said this to me about Jimbo when he got hired, his first year, when there were some questions internally about whether or not they made the right decision. Somebody said this to me, even if he doesn't turn out to be successful as a head coach, he's at least going to get us talent. He's, he could be our Ron Zook. He'll recruit well, if Mike Norvell doesn't have success, he's he at least will have cleaned up the program. And there may not be the talent you need, but you had to clean up the program. I mean, you had to get rid of what was festering over these last three years. So even if maybe he maxes out as an eight-win coach in the, in the whatever it is, at least I think the program would be in better shape than it was when he got it. That's so. a good point to to remove the toxicity. Yeah, and you you at least have a chance at that point. You don't have a chance until you do that. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, a couple more to get here before we sign off for the day. Ron writes. Can you rank the five most pressing things FSU needs to do to not fall off the map? He wrote his rankings. One, change the locker room culture, being patient with Norbell. Two, low uh, TV deal payout. Three, faculties, uh, facilities, what I think he meant. Four, hiring a president, AD. Five, your own personal opinion. Like, I guess he wants us to go through here and, and, and put these five or rate these five. Um, I don't know that we need to name five. I think hiring a president who then hires an athletic director and then works with Alford and they're all on the same page is going to do the trick for now, short of, you you know, you, you can't expedite a process of having successful graduates that amass wealth and give back to the program and fully endow scholarships. That's just time. Only time will do that. Florida State's just relatively young compared to other universities who have been in need of a fix-it. And, and that's where they're really hurt because they don't have the cash that, a whatever Texas has, a Notre Dame has, a Penn State has, because they don't have the generations of graduates who've amassed fortunes. They don't have it. They're they're young. Yeah, I mean it's coming to some degree as as the university matures. Yeah. But also, but you know, and this is again where Michael Alford, who's the new C- CEO of Seminole Boosters, he's he they were very successful at Oklahoma with fundraising, and it wasn't just with Oklahoma grads. Um, you know, they went into t- business leaders and i'm not saying it was all him but 
other schools have found ways to find, you know, and, and I know Corey loves Al Dunlap, but there are business yeah. leaders who didn't have necessarily ties to your school, but then you can bring them in to identify with your school and, and, and like your mission and want to embrace it. And you so think that, about that, that's Ira, be a key. like what, where would, in everybody knows my opinion of Al Dunlap and how he made his money, but where would Florida state be without that guy? I mean, that's like the, that yeah, to me, benefactor. how do you explain that? Like Florida, I know Florida state is young, but they're not that young and they've yeah. been the best program in the country for four decades. You well, can, they, they for years they've outkicked. But their, their biggest benefactor, uh, or one of their biggest benefactors, their biggest that we see is a guy that didn't even go to the school, that has no connection to Florida State, which is yeah, I mean, a, like it, it says something. It says two different things, but that's but that to me is bizarre. You know what yeah, I mean? That yeah, he's like yeah. the base of your boosters. Yeah, I mean, I think Devoe Moore is seen as is the biggest money guy that really supports the program. And he's local and, and sure. a true FSU guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are people that went to Florida State and have made a fortune for whatever reason. Florida State has not been able to get you know the lady who ran Spank or started Spanx. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, excuse me, got to nope. bleep that one out there, Jeff. Hey, Snuck that hey, one in there. Hey, if you're gonna bleep that I mean, out, bleep out my mother of all coughs. I mean, uh, 20 minutes ago, I don't know. Is, is Burt Kreischer giving back? I mean, there have been people that have, you know, there are people that are successful in a lot of different walks of life that maybe they're giving back. I mean, how many people in film and yeah, theater yeah, yeah. and I mean, Florida State has produced maybe not as many doctors and lawyers per capita as, as these older schools. But yeah, you would, Man, it we feels like they're, there's Simmons money in a hurry. What are we right? doing? Maybe, need... maybe they're in the will. Yeah, I would hope so. Uh, Matt writes, when is Jeff going to finally call David Hale out for always licking Dabo's? Also, when, when will Jeff make amends with Scott Van Pelt? The show's about Jeff today, fellas. Sorry. Okay, well, well Nobody Matt, needs to hear about that. I'll tell you this, Matt. Uh, I have asked David about the, the disconcerting comments uh, that Dabo Sweeney has made several times over. And when he's come on the show, he's ripped Dabo. He just hasn't written that article just yet. Although he's pointed out the shortcomings <laughs> of Dabo's sure. intellect. Yeah, he was on he was on Twitter uh, defending Florida State during that yeah. old debacle. But also, uh, as far as SVP, I don't know that we really have a beef. We just have never really got along. I ran into him at Augusta National a couple of years ago. How's that for a name drop? Um, we're, we're uh, you know, that, is. that whole we, that whole scene is a good name drop. Yeah, yep. it is. It was a good time. You know, it was all nice. We spoke briefly, but it's always been a little cold. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Maybe he just sees me as a threat to his kingdom. Probably. Another, I bet he's really worried you think, about you. You think that's what it is? I, <laughs> yeah. think, I, I thought about it. I thought of all the reasons it could be. And then I thought, eh, he sees a comparable talent. And every uh, time in every time in Bristol, they're like, all right, we, we've got this new show we want to put around Jeff Cameron. And SVP just squashes it, comes in. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Every time I get my hopes up, I get that initial call. The agent says, I think it's going through this time. It doesn't happen. It goes cold. I don't get the email. I reach out. They go, listen, I hate to tell you, SVP says, no way, no how. <laughs> and Stanford Steve loves me, but I can't get SVP on board. Yeah, I don't well, he's he's the guy. He's the guy you need to get. Yeah. Well, we get along fine. Ethan writes, let's face it, gang. Basketball only got really good when football began to fall off a cliff. FSU basketball has to die so that football can live. Oh, man. <laughs> man it is crazy how they, no. they, uh, they just took turn, like Florida State. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, I feel like they both can be successful guys. I, we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. Florida State football can get back. I believe that's true. 
I think Florida State football will get we back. Need, we need more two-sport athletes. They want to play basketball and football. I think that would help. Uh, they don't really have those anymore. That's there's the only thing I can think of. There's a baseball player that uh, is is also a recruit for football, yeah. right? Yeah. Ty, Taiwan Malone. I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name, but yeah. Is he any yeah, good? Yeah. Can he play? Do we know? Yeah, I mean, he's a big-time defensive lineman, and uh, I think he's a – yeah, he's a really good baseball player too, so they would love to have him. Are they going to get him, Ira? They yeah, got a yeah. shot, buddy, but they got to they got to fight off uh, a couple other suitors. That may be, you know, Texas A&M's in there. Uh, <laughs> That's the, the end of that, guys. The, look, the looks on <laughs> your guys' faces. Let me say one thing about before I know where you're about to sign off here. But let mm-hmm. me get in like one little. Th- it the narrative, you know, we talked about how coaches that have not handled COVID really well. Like this year. Congratulations to Jimbo. I'm still not convinced that that's gonna that, that they're gonna be a national championship contender year in and year out. They they won a couple. They 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 should not have won the Florida game. They got their butts kicked by Alabama. But we're glad they did win the Florida game. Yes. Fine. Yeah. yeah, it's a good but one. They got their butts kicked by by Alabama, and they've got a senior quarterback who is what he is. Been there anyway, for 15 years. Good lord. I'm, I'm just saying, like people people right now are acting like. Jimbo was the greatest. Like they're back to thinking Jimbo was the savior and everything else. Let's see what happens next when everybody's playing and when correct and, and you know it's a normal season and you know again I you know I just I, we'll we'll see we'll see. I'm just twelve months ago people were wondering whether or not that was a disaster of a hire. So let's not forget that. Yeah, no, I don't really put stock in this season whatsoever yeah. for anybody. And I've been on record as saying uh, weeks ago that this is a fraud. I'm glad we're playing football because I like football and they need to mitigate the financial devastation of not playing games. I understand that. That's fine. But I don't derive any really result or uh, evaluation of a coach right now. I mean, I, I have my suspicions about Ed Orgeron at LSU being a right. one-hit wonder because of a special quarterback, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know dock, dock him because of this season. Just like Franklin at Penn State, um, if you look or, around, you'll name any number of people, right? Or on the or on the other side, it doesn't mean that Manny, Manny's got to figure it out at Miami. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't mean that at all. I'm not even looking at. I don't think that there's a national champion this year. I, they'll they'll announce one. They're gonna have a playoff. It's a fraud. Those teams aren't the national champions. That's a joke. I won't count it. Yeah, Ohio State's gonna play four games. Five yeah. games, maybe. Yeah, the whole season you have to look at it. With a jaundiced eye, you can be excited if you're an AM fan that, okay, we did, we, we went nine and one. Sure. We had a good yeah. season. But yeah, it doesn't prove anything unless you stack something on it in a real season. Sure. And right. that's not, that's not three Florida State guys covering one of the worst teams in the Power Five, just sour grapes. It's the truth. This isn't a real season. Yeah. You could be better. You should be better than what we've seen from Florida State. Like, even as bad as Penn State's been, they don't get just thrashed like Florida State does. But it does it like it, it's just we're all going to look back at 2020 as a mulligan of a season that didn't really count. How are you going to have a Heisman? All of it. It's just, look, man, yeah, Alabama and Clemson are really good again. Notre Dame's had a nice season. Let's see what Notre Dame looks like next year. Uh, I, I think Notre Dame is headed in the right direction. They've got an identity and they play to it. And it's actually, I hate Notre Dame. But, but let's I'm, also see what Penn State looks like next year. I'm rooting for Notre Dame to win the whole thing this year. And I never thought I'd say that. I like the way they play. They hit you. They play great defense. They run the damn football. 
It's a throwback. Hey, maybe they'll really like that ACC championship game and say we want to be a part of this full-time. That would be great. That would be really, really good. I'd rather see Notre Dame win it all than Alabama or Clemson, so I'm going with Notre Dame here, boys. Okay. I think I might be with you. Yeah. Let's go fighting Irish. Get it done. Ira doesn't even want to chime in on that. I don't that. know if I'm going to say I, I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting those words out of my Must, mouth. Yeah, I'm not that. saying that. But but all, but but all of the options, uh, I think I'll be right there with you, buddy. Here we go. All right. Irish headlines coming to you. <laughs> Here we go. For Corey Clark and Irish Chappelle, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be well. Take care. Talk to you next week. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.